Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. We're going to be talking about the 1982 movie. Sorry. The house where evil dwells, <laughs> because Matt said it was a good movie. I thought it was. <laughs> it's got its good parts. It does. This is a, this is a movie with some parts. Yep. I mean, I, you cannot deny some of the awesome things that happen in this movie. It's also a movie that, uh, as I said earlier, uh, it tends to take a nap for about yeah, half real, an hour in the middle. Real strong napper of a movie. <laughs> it's just like comes out, kind of starts out the gate strong. Then it's like, oh, I'm just going to lay down for a bit. <laughs> it's just going to lay down on some shitty wicker furniture and take a nap. Um, yeah, so this this movie, I while I was doing it in my notes, I described it as, uh, as if PBS made The Grudge and then did reshoots to air it on the Playboy channel. <laughs> That's what I. <laughs> that's what I had this movie down as. That is perfect. Uh, it, it's a cool travelogue film, man. It, it, it's it's a cool travelogue film. A family goes to Japan. Yeah. You get to see some different settings. Kind yeah, of. absolutely. They don't really go anywhere neat. Uh, I mean, the the little like rural areas that they are in Japan are cool. Yep. Um I like the I like the main setting. The house is gorgeous. Yep. I mean, but then when you're talking about a movie that is a horror ghosty movie. And you're starting to talk about how cool looking the house and the, the outdoors <laughs> is. You know that it's a boring they motherfucker. They had a nice garden. <laughs> a really nice garden. <laughs> and this movie is a little on the boring side. Yes. Uh, I, I feel like this movie was made because this was kind of a thing at this point. I don't know when Shogun came out. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling that this was like capitalizing on the movie or like the, the miniseries Shogun. Yeah. Because the lead character looks just like the lead character in Shogun. And, like, it, it has a lot of this vibe. Like, it's cool to be doing a crazy Japanese movie right now. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> also, um, a, a, something I find unique about this is that it's based on a book by John W. Hardiman. Okay. Uh, I cannot find this book at all. And I actually was going to ask... Your wife about this when oh, I came here. If she had any secret ways to find books because I think she knows about books a little bit. Um, she does. She knows a couple of things about books. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can't find any evidence of this novel existing. I can't find this. IMDb says this author lived. Uh, Weird. And he only wrote one thing, uh, the, the, this book that this movie's based on. I can't find a picture of this book. I can't find a copy of this book to buy, order. Oh, super strange. So I don't know if this book was ever even published. Huh. I, I'm wondering if this was like a... Uh, friend of the directors who wrote a novel and he was just like oh, oh that's weird like i don't know but if you can if anybody knows anything uh this is a call-in show so. all i know all i know is that friend exists and i have a copy of it right now and i'm going to be reading that oh nice so i'm very excited to read the deadly friend yep. original novel uh anyway let's talk about the house where evil dwells <laughs> And boredom settles. Yeah. Uh, so we get a cold open from Japan in 1840. Yep. Uh, with a dude walking home in full-on samurai garb with a lantern on a stick. Going, going to presumably his house, which you assume. Yeah. Turns out it's not his house. Oh, he's diddling somebody he's behind diddling some their husband's back. And, uh, and you can tell because they're playing some peepa music or whatever that is. It's a... Uh, Kodo. 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 That's okay. what it is. It's Pipa's the, the Chinese That's their version. foreplay, I guess. She just plays a string of instruments. Seriously. And he just sits there and watches it, and then she finishes playing, and then she's just like, look at my boobs. 
Yeah. This movie just has so much nudity just shoehorned into it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's weird. It doesn't. It, fe- is. it doesn't feel like a movie that would be like that either. Again, it looks like a made-for-TV movie except for the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the two beheadings and the and the boobs are the only thing that separates this from a made-for-TV movie for me. Yeah, I don't even think there's swearing. Like, doesn't feel like it. No, no, it really feels like it was made for TV. <laughs> I wonder if it's one of those things where they made it and then they were just like, R-rated movies sell better. Put, put R-rated stuff in there to get an R rating. Probably. Or R-rated horrors. Um, yeah. It, I don't know, man. Uh, MGM, with these types of movies, they made so many of these mm-hmm. like mainstream movies that should be cult movies that were like not quite scary. Like Troll and like those kind of things where you're like, no, oh, it's, you know, it's sort of a horror movie, but... It's also some other thing that <laughs> it, I couldn't imagine going to see this fucking movie in the theater. Yeah. Can you like can you imagine sitting down in a theater to watch this? No. This is a daytime TV yeah. movie. <laughs> this is like watch this on the Oxygen Network kind of thing. <laughs> so she shows some boobs and then we get this kind of sex scene because this movie just shoves those in every <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. Uh, and then... <laughs> And then um, the girl's husband comes home, also full on samurai garb yep. and everything. So this is, and he sees he sees the silhouettes <laughs> in the uh, through the paper walls doing the nasty, and he's like, "Up!" Oh, and he just charges right through the wall of his house. <laughs> and I find this kind of funny because it, it, it's like a cheating episode, but in 1840, right? And that's exactly. something you don't see very often. You know what I mean? Like. No, he, it's... He, he comes home and he sees um he sees the dude's sandals outside of his house. He's like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, true. It is uh it is definitely uh it's the only time I've seen this. Yes, I will say, uh yeah, I love I love the way that he comes in and cuts through like cuts through his own house, like slices through the wall, and then like kicks down the the rice paper door and everything, <laughs> and then we go into slow mo for about ten minutes. Jesus, this. This murder scene would have taken 30 seconds. I almost think it would have been more effective if it did. If he just came in and, like, quick, like, yeah. no, no thought, no, just hack slash, stop, stop. Agreed. And scene, like, but no, he comes in and it's just, oh, and they, and they have this weird echoey with uh, yep. Japanese language going through on an echo loop in the background yep. the whole time and it's <laughs> the whole time you're hearing shit like this everything's in slow motion and it also cracks me up too because um the guy who was cheating uh the guy that was with the girl yes. he's he's trying to get off the ground and run away and he keeps chucking things at him and, and he just keeps chopping them in the air <laughs> like he throws it, a coffee <laughs> table and he's like ah oh, chops that in half with the sword then he throws flowers and he chops that in half with it's the sword. super effective though it like looks he, cool. he totally manages to get away also this dude sucks with a sword like yeah. he shows up he comes in there are two people having sex on the floor and he swings at two prone bodies yeah. on the floor and misses. Like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, that is broadside of a barn shit. Like, if you can't hit that, not really, not really a great samurai. Eventually, he does uh, chop off the dude's arm. Yeah. Which was hilarious looking because too. Because it doesn't go through the cloth. No. So the cloth is fine. And the cloth is fine and the, the arm, arm just falls off. straight down. Boop. <laughs> Love that. And then he cuts his head off. And, and that looked pretty cool. It did. I love the fact that, like, so he cuts his head off, and instead of it, like, flying the opposite way, like you would expect, mm-hmm. 
it flies the direction that the sword went. Like the sword had like a sword in the front and like a baseball bat in the back. So it's like it chops the head and then knocks the head. Yeah. And it hit the wall sideways like with his cheek. Dunk, dunk. It was awesome. And that's how the movie starts. Uh, so we're off to a great start. Kind it's, of. It's uh, a, a, a little, cold little over excessive slow-mo. Um, a lot of excessive slow-mo. I would have really liked to see an efficient like Jason kill cut where he just like walks yep. in, butches them all. And uh, after he cuts off the head, he does the uh, seppuku, is it called? Yep, yep. yep. he and commits seppuku. Guts himself and dies. And that's how the movie starts. And uh, then we cut 200 years later. Oh, yeah, but we get the... What's cool, the, the thing that is actually cool, because they did such a good job with the set dressing and all this shit, is that our entire title sequence is over the, like, all the destruction of the room. So you go and you look at, like, the blood spray on the walls, yeah. and it's like, it pans over all the shit that just got broken. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the the broken Kodo and the broken walls and all this shit. Oh, and that's then right, the he throws the, I up. love he throws the Kodo through the window. Yeah, the he was like, fuck this thing. Like, <laughs> Fuck, I'm sick of you playing this damn instrument. Stupid, stupid sex guitar. (laughs) Get this thing out of here. Uh, So, yeah. I hate sex guitar. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so where are we now? So we go to Doug McClure at the airport. uh, And he's waiting waiting for people to show up. This this family, we don't know how they're connected. When I first watched this movie, I thought Doug McClure was a real estate agent. I yeah. was like, oh, okay, it's their real estate broker. Well, this this is, again, like I was saying earlier in the beginning, it's, it's based on a book. And I think this is one of those movies where they just fuck it up and assume that you would know. Like right. I've seen se- several other movies based on books like that where it's just like, y- this guy that we're going to meet, our main character, is a writer. Um, we never find out what he's what writing. What the fuck is he writing? At all. Um, and the guy that picks him up at the airport, who you were saying was a real estate broker, is his buddy. And we just always see him at an office with an American flag behind so him doing yeah, writing like, stuff. But he's like, what is he? He's some sort of uh, diplomat to like maybe the U.S. envoy to Japan or something. Maybe. He's, he's some sort of diplomatic person because they go to a diplomat ball okay is that what that was yeah there was it was some sort of it was some sort of thing for dignitaries so he's, <laughs> he's the, he works for the u.s they're government so vague about somehow. the uh the writer too at the diplomat party where he's like see that guy over there with the glasses he edits four magazines you should go talk to him what kind of magazines what, what is he writing <laughs> he's just like it's about ladies diving or yeah. sometimes it's about a festival. Yeah, or, but then he also says one time that he's working on the story. Like, yeah, uh, unless he means story as in a news. I story. think he means like, like I think he means like a story. No, I, like I think a, we're supposed to assume that he works at like National Geographic. Okay, and it's like he's going to to do a pictorial expose or a pictorial like big story on Japanese culture. How hard would it be for this movie to just be like? Man, that, it's so great that you won that award for your coverage of Sri Lanka last time. Like maybe you can something. get another award for this. Like, yeah. It's okay to name drop National Geographic or something. Yeah. Like you can name an actual magazine without getting sued. Or like, man, your report on the Eskimo tribe was great. Hopefully you can do something neat here in Japan. Like, it's just right. something, something to indicate that he works for a magazine or he's writing an actual story. Yeah. Uh, that, I love that dude's, was frustrating. I love dude's style, though, with the mustache and the mullet. I'm thinking I might adopt that. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> uh, all I could think of was how gross the 70s were. It oozes like all the 70s like, Coke dealer. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's, like, way too tan. Like, yeah. all the sex scenes with all of them, they're just, like, 
it's like really bronzered up, like wrinkly, what? like like tanned naga hide skin. Yeah. <laughs> like, ugh. And the thing was, was that was that cool at the time? Like, oh yes. Because I know nowadays in modern movies, it's just pretty people. It's a pretty people show. Like every character is right. like a chiseled model. Those and back in the day here, we've got this sex scene with Doug McClure. Who the fuck wants to see Doug McClure? <laughs> Everybody in the 70s wanted to see Doug McClure doing His it. Big, stupid, square car dealership, <laughs> car salesman head. He was uh, he was a sex symbol at one point. I don't Seriously? think by the time this thing came out, yeah. I think he was, he was long past his sex symbol time. Um I was actually kind of surprised to see how fit he was when they did the weird sex scene. I was yep. like, oh, from his giant head, I would not have assumed that he was that fit. And uh, one of my forever crushes, Susan George, is in this. And even she's looking kind of a... Uh, she's real, she's a real leathery. In this. Yeah. I mean, she always looks... She looks like she's terrified all the time or sad or on the verge of a nervous breakdown every time you see her. Mm-hmm. She looks like... Um, you would be too if people were... F- Turning your lights on and off and turning your sink water on and getting your shirt wet. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the ring. Yeah. Holy shit. Look at this sink. The water comes on. Soaked. (laughs) Uh, But she looks like so she looks like Goldie Hawn and Shelley Duvall kind of jammed together. I can totally see that. She's got that like Shelley Duvall, like speed freak, like really skinny, like constantly kind of shaking and yep. like a like a chihuahua kind of thing <laughs> uh and her teeth look real awful in this like it was i think it was just shot badly i think she just doesn't have perfect teeth and i think that She's she was British. i think that she was shot poorly <laughs> yeah so that it made them look like they were like rotted yeah. because like they were shadowed and there were a couple of really bad scenes yeah it but looks weird some of those really bad scenes were also when she was supposed to be possessed Mm-hmm. Which was very effective, possibly. You know, so mm, I got I some questions that was, on that. Okay, coming up. fair enough. <clears throat> uh, okay, so uh, so Alex the realtor uh, taking them to the house, which he found for them because it's super cheap, but it's haunted. But <laughs> they don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Well, of course not. I mean, I wouldn't give a shit either. I would actually be excited if somebody told me the house was haunted. No, but I mean, they don't even like. It doesn't. It phase doesn't even them. come back. They don't even bring it up. Like, yep. like. Nope. Remember, he said this place was haunted. They never even say that. They there just... are there are about 50 times when he is like he has information that by him knowing it, it's supernatural. So he knows something that he should not know. And then it's confirmed by someone on the outside, like the monk or someone. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, uh huh. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. And still is just like, I got to finish my story. <laughs> I got to got to write about People diving for pearls, I guess. Yeah, there was a violent love triangle murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. But, that's, um, that's cool. Huh, we have a violent love triangle going on here. So I hey, if there's any kind of connection. Yeah, so hey, man, if you can, uh, you know, I don't know, exercise my house later on. Yeah. Uh, either way. <laughs> that'd, that'd be cool. Either way, I gotta go either to the parade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's like, uh, I knew that you were really into, into old... You know, ancient Japanese things. Yeah. So I got you this house from the 1800s and it was like, Okay, nobody's like, does it have running water? Yeah. Like, I would love to shit indoors if that's cool. <laughs> is that a possibility? <laughs> Refrigerated food, is that going to be like a, an option for us? Because, you know. They did modernize the house. <laughs> but they did modernize the house. Um, but yeah, never once. Like, in all these movies, they play it like that. The house is haunted. Oh, honey, it's haunted. I don't want to live in a haunted house. Dear, it's cheap. Like, they don't even have that dialogue. Yeah, no, nope, They just nothing. don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Um, 
And uh, and so <laughs> so he's like, I'm a history buff. I don't care if I have indoor plumbing, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, when in Japan, live as the Japanese do. And it's like, guy, that's not how the Japanese live. That's how the Japanese lived in the 1800s. <laughs> like, his line was like, well, we want to blend in. And it's like, motherfucker, you're not blending in <laughs> by dressing in a fucking gi every day. <laughs> he does like, too. No one else is doing that. That's just you, buddy. <laughs> he wears like, the stupid fucking headbands. <laughs> it's like... I, I saw love, this in a samurai movie. <laughs> blending right in. I'm blending in. It would be like if a family from Japan moved to like Deadwood and they dressed up as like gunslingers yeah. and they had like everybody had sidearms and they had like sheriff badges and vests. And they were like, yeehaw, everybody. Woohoo. America. It's like, yeah. nope, nope. You look like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, so we get a nice slow driving scene and we get more we get some nice scenery. We um, do. And more pictures of, uh, of the wife looking like she smells something bad, which is like her, her resting, like her per- resting, her resting something smells in your face, terrible face, really, really bad. Uh, and so oh, we forgot to mention too, they have a daughter, um, who's pointless. Yeah. There's a pointless daughter and she plays considerably younger than she is. I believe is in real life. Yeah. I think she's probably playing a six year old, seven year old. And she looks like she's about 12. And she well, always, Hey mommy, that, that's the biggest problem. She looks like she's like 12 years old. Yeah. And she's like, and she, mm, the soup is really good. Mommy. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I just puked up haunted ghost soup, <laughs> haunted ghost soup. Um, and there's another line here that is so fucking insane. And I wish that they would have cut it. Where they're like, oh, Uncle Alex. And it's like, okay, hold the phone. <laughs> this changes the rest of the movie if that's true or if it's just a name you give him. The way that some people are called. Drop that fucking line. Do not put in an Uncle Alex if you're going to later fuck him. Because that's going to be weird. <laughs> oh, does Susan call him that? Uh, I think the little girl calls him Uncle Alex. Well, that's not that weird. I mean, say 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 it was, and it was her husband's brother. That's still weird. Well, yeah, it's uncouth. It's uncouth. Well, I mean, it's we, not like we would at least hope it's the. Yeah. I <laughs> maybe it's a little th- Game th- of Thrones th- lately. I, I think know. it's just one of those things where, right? You know, we all had those like best exactly. friends of our parents growing up who we called uncle, even though they weren't actually yes, uncle. Yes, there are plenty of people that, plenty of my friends refer to me as uncle, and I'm like, Ugh, God, no, I don't. <laughs> I intentionally don't have siblings. All right. So where are we now, Uncle Tristan? <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> uh, so now we drink sake and open presents. It's like, oh, we've got presents for you. Uh, come by. We drink some sake. And then, oh, no, a glass fell over. Yeah. I'm usually not that clumsy. I love that line. I'm like, I'm usually not that clumsy. <laughs> I usually don't make glasses just fly off the table when I don't hit them at all. And so he says, oh, it must be one of those ghosts that we've been hearing about. Yeah. And uh, and that's like the only reference to the haunted house is this guy that told him that they don't <laughs> give a shit. They're just like. Yep. And now she's now. Oh, is her name Laura? Is that it? It is Laura. Okay. Awesome. Uh, her name is Laura. Good. Uh, Laura's unpacking. She's unpacked all her shit. And then she plays with the light. She turns it on. But it turns off again. Ooh. Something impossible. 
Something that cannot be explained by your modern science. By hundred-year-old fuse boxes and <laughs> like, ancient antique houses. You're literally in a fucking house from the 1800s that they just put electricity in, and you're like, whoa, whoa. it's gotta be a g- 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 ghost. It's like, calm down. <laughs> calm the fuck down. She's literally like, she's having a, she has her first meltdown right there, yeah. too. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't go, oh, boy, that was a little weird. I'm a little, I'm a little shaken by that. I don't know. How the just, hell is she going to handle it when a mask flies off the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine a mask falling off a wall? <laughs> yeah. Her, what? She compares things like she has seen the ghosts. Not with, yet. Well, no, later on. Yeah. By the end, she has actually physically seen the ghost when that mask falls off the wall. Yep. And the mask shakes her to her core. Mm-hmm. And it's like looking at a fucking ghost. She's like, huh, eh. what's that? What the fuck is wrong Holy with Holy shit, people? the baby ghost did something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, she's, uh, so she goes to sleep. They go to sleep. And now we see the ghost for the first time. Uh, and that's a cool shot, I it think. It is. The it husband wakes up and he thinks he hears something. And he turns on the light. And we see our three people from the opening scene that all got killed in that triangle as blue ghosts standing there. And then they're like, oh shit. And they vanish. But he sees them. He sees them. This is, this is yet again another problem. D- does he see them? Oh yes. He runs at them. He, I, hmm. he runs at the ghost girl ghost later, Otami. Well, but, he like, ru- he sees it. He goes back to bed. He doesn't tell his wife, like, I just saw three blue dudes. No, like, well, he's trying not to freak her out. She's already freaked out by a light. He looks <laughs> like he gets up. He is awake. He's looking directly at them. I couldn't tell them. if he straight up saw him or thought he saw something. He said he thought he saw something, but he I think he was just he trying to... to uh, you know, she can't handle the light thing. Seriously, <laughs> let's, baby steps to getting her to. <laughs> let's not let's not go there. She's gonna literally explode. <laughs> uh, so uh, now and they it, just bone. Now it's time to bone forever. <laughs> yeah, and I love me some Susan George. She's just uh, right up there with Amy Dolan. She's like a forever crush. I love her. I love her. Fair on enough. And uh, even I'm just like, okay, move on. <laughs> yeah, and she still looks like she smells something terrible through the whole time too. Um, it's a mustache, man. He stinks so oh, bad. God, it could be. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they look—they're so leathery. Um, so it's the morning. Ted shaves and uh, finds a monk in his garden, whom he calls Father. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. This monk shows up and he's just like, "Hello," and he's like, "How can I help you, Father?" I was like. There's no priest collar on this monk. Where, yeah. where are you getting this? I, everything, everything in this is like trying to explain how how knowledgeable he is about Japanese culture. There are so many moments where it's like when he's unpacking the no masks and he's like, "Wait, I yeah. know this one." And there's this one, and whoa, oh, this one's got here. a big nose. This must be the techie. Yeah, and so I'm a smart mustache right. historian, man. So, so it's just writing uh, something or other. Yeah, <laughs> and he knows karate. Hence the gi that he's wearing for some fucking reason. I don't point. think he knows karate. I think that was possessed. No, that was before he was possessed. What? The ending. No, it wasn't. Really? Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, so the the monk is kind of a doomsayer. Yes. He shows up and he's straight up, cla- straight up classic doomsayer. He's like, uh, this house bad thing happened. You shouldn't have chose it. And he's like, <sighs> I think we'll be fine. There's nothing we can't handle. And he's like, well, remember I stopped by. I'll see you later. 
And also, I, I know I'm going to see you because bad shit's going exactly. to go down. He's like, I'm across the street in that big temple over there. Yeah. So if you need me, go to that temple and, you know, we'll deal with this thing. Once you finally realize that you're possessed and that yep. shit's going, going south. Um, and so uh, his wife finds that Netsuke, like, Yeah, we, we didn't bring that up in the beginning. In the very oh, opening right. act, the, the, the cheating lovers exchange a... A Netsuke. And that's, have it's you a, heard of this before? I'm, yes, I'm completely it's, unfamiliar with it. It's a little, it's a little piece of ki- carved jade or ivory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this one was two two lovers entwined, the, and one, one of was them a demon. The, was the demon? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so this has just apparently been kicked under a coffee table for since 1840, <laughs> and she just finds it and blows off some cat hair and calls it a day. <laughs> there was cat hair on that. Oh yeah, it was like a dust ball. So she's like, okay. Oh, that's fair because the witch had had a cat. Oh, oh man, it all comes together. <laughs> I uh, hope you understand that scene because I had no idea what was going on there or why she was even at the witch's house. Well, uh, we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they go to. Uh, oh, this is the first. And this is the first, first possession. possession. Yeah. Where she? Uh, the, so they talk. The ghost lady possess uh, possesses Laura. Yep. And. She says something creepy about Alex. Yeah, she's like, don't, don't you think it's weird that Alex has never been married? And the dude's like, maybe he's hard to please. And then the ghost goes into her, and she's like, I could please him. <laughs> and then the ghost leaves. And she leaves like, her body, and she's like, why the fuck would I say that to oh, my shit, husband? That's like, Whoa, creepy. What? Weird. That's my <laughs> uncle. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, and so they go to a festival, and Ted takes a bunch of a bunch of random looking photos and, and we've got the total fucking cliche like the ghost is in the camera when he looks with his eyeballs she's not there yep so he he's he takes, taking pictures of a parade for yep something yeah we don't know what <laughs> this is where the movie's in nap zone almost oh god yeah like, well, i mean it's every there are so many scenes that are just again like a national geographic mm-hmm. like look this is the festival where they hand out the <laughs> whoa <laughs> Yeah, there's so much of that. Um, so Alex calls, and Laura gets possessed again. Yep. And she and she starts flirting with yeah. him on the phone there. Legitimately hits on him. Uh, and Ted goes back and gets his slides. He finds out that there's no ghost. <laughs> so the ghost lady is not in his photos after he clearly took photos of her. Uh, there's just it's a- also the ghost from their house, yes. too. And uh, again, I think he saw her. Yep. And I think I think he knows what she looked like originally. Oh, so, Tommy. So then now they go back to have dinner. And this is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, me too. Um, this is their only cheerful dinner in this house, by the yeah. way. This is the, and he's the last out. happy dinner they'll have here. And it's so it's so foolish, though. He's got all of his papers out, and he's, like, writing and everything at the dinner table. And he's like, oh, I can't I can't stop working to eat. I gotta, I gotta work on this thing. But while he's, like, talking this, and they're just having a bullshit conversation, uh, Otami, the female ghost, just, like, walks out, walks around the table, and just stands there watching and not doing anything. And then, like, after, like, 30 seconds or so, she just goes, boop, and flips a salad bowl up in the air. Seriously, like a cat. Yeah. Like, she's just, like... Hmm. Uh, everything's cool. Mm, fuck this fuck bowl. This plate. <laughs> and I love it because like it's kind of like in Poltergeist where a plate flies across yeah. the room or just something happens, but you never see the ghost do it. And so this is like the first time that I can remember, or it's unique where you just see like a ghost like I'm just checking my watch, I'm just hanging out here, and then this whoop. Yeah, <laughs> yup. So that scene cracked me up. I love that. Uh and then now they go she doesn't want to go to the consulate party, but she goes to this consulate party. This part's anyway. so broken. 
And this is where I have questions about possession. Okay. Because from what I can tell, these ghosts are trapped in this house. They're... No. No. They're trapped in the Netsuke. What? It's the it's the it's the Netsuke itself. Because she, she picks that up she when picks they picks it up and goes. Oh. The reason she stays possessed is because she brings it with her. That answers my question because they go to this place. She ends up. Uh, he goes off to the magazine. The guy yeah. who edits four magazines, and she goes <laughs> off and, and bones Alex on the waterfall. And yeah. I was just like, "Whoa! I thought you were flirting with him when you were possessed. Like now you're just being no, a bitch." No, like, she totally okay. she totally grabbed the Netsuke. Oh. Oh, that answers That's everything. Why. Okay. Um, the and so, represents. <laughs> nope, not going to do that. <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> so they fade out to Tokyo, and uh, and Alex goes and does business stuff at a really awesome bar that, like, oh, God, I love those underlit tables. Yeah. So dope. Um, but so, and apparently they all get ladies assigned to them at this bar. Yeah, but this is the weirdest part. Like, they never, she never, he, he never says goodbye to Laura. Like, they split off. This is why I'm saying this part's so broken. Oh, like, they yeah. go to this party. Alex refers him to go talk to this magazine editor. Uh, she goes outside with Alex and, and get, does hanky-panky. Well, this guy goes to a different hotel with the other person, but they never say, like, hey, I'm going to go do this. Are you fine with I Alex for the night? I like, assume that was just, the next day, but I think you're right. It's I think the same they, night. I yeah. think they were literally saying that he got in that bullet train. He did. He Went left. to Tokyo and then went to that bar. And then hung. Oh, that's yeah, really it's the weird. same night because he gets all he gets all fucked up with the. Uh, well, that's nuts. The ladies, and he wakes up with the hangover, and then the next day, um, Laura's like, "Where were you last night?" And it's like, "Girl, you were just boning his friend outside of a diplomat party." Like, why are you why are you mad at him? Does she remember that though? I don't know, but I mm. I want to say yes because later on during the soup scene where he pours the soup in his yeah. the daughter's mouth, like after the ghost leaves him, he puts his head down like, "Oh, what the fuck did I just do?" Yeah, that's true. Like, <clears throat> and oh yeah, she totally does because after the ghost possessed right, her and true. said, that's "I could true. please Alex." She's like, "I don't know why I would say that." Right. So they remember everything. So Yeah, I, I don't get so it. So the next day when he's hung over, I don't understand why she's mad at him. She's taking it out on him. Yeah. She's bad. She's, bad Susan. George. She's projecting. <laughs> um, and so so this bar, this is I don't apparently I don't know anything about 80s Japanese stuff because what the fuck was this about? <clears throat> literally, they like go to this bar and then they have they literally have a woman each assigned to them. Yeah. They're like, we we'll get you lady. And they just kind of go like make a little gesture and like three ladies come over and sit with them. Crazy. Uh, we've just been informed that a lot of the bars have escorts in the men in 80s Japan. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, it encourages them to drink They're more. They're drink encouragers. Yes. So, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. So, Ted gets fucking wasted. Yeah. Uh, like, he is a lightweight. These other Japanese businessmen are like an eighth his size. They're pounding the same amount of alcohol, and Ted's just like... Barely able he's like to cartoon drunk. His, yeah, he's, like, he, he's fallen all over himself. Uh, and then he goes and dances with the lady, and then she like some magic fog hits them, and she becomes possessed. And she, uh, no, she starts turning into Otami. Right, she well, sees exactly. him. She, he, he sees her again. Question though, if they're trapped in the Netsuke, how the hell is he still is seeing he Otami just, everywhere outside? Maybe because he's just Unless drunk. Yeah, but I mean, like the diving scene too. Like, the movie seems to break its rules. Like, definitely. But it doesn't give you any any either. So I'm just assuming 
that these ghosts are trapped in this house, kind of. Uh, so one of the things that um, so I talked to Brendan Kawashima about a bunch of this stuff because I was curious about yep. some of the weird Japanese stuff and he gave me a couple of little things. Thank you, Brendan. Uh, Thanks, it's, dude. it's interesting. Uh, apparently, a lot of the, the Japanese ghost things are repeating the actions of their crimes, basically, like mm-hmm. getting people to repeat what they've done. Like so possessing like that's them and, their hell. Like, yeah, or this, they they possess people that that's that's just kind of how their hauntings work where they oh, would, okay. like if you you know if somebody cuts somebody else's head off in a in some place then you're gonna try to get another guy to cut somebody's head off in this place well that would totally explain the right. ghost actions in this movie exactly and so i think i think it's just a traditional haunting okay situation uh but i do not know i think it's breaking its own rules i think yeah. i think that's it just boils down to it's breaking its own rules yep or he's just fucking going crazy. Yeah, common trend. Movies breaking their own rules on this yes. show. Or not setting any. Talking to you, Dolly Dearest. Oh, God damn it, Dolly Dearest. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so he's he wakes up after he got super wasted. Totally hungover. Hungover as fuck. That's what I'm talking about. And she's mad at him for... And she she buggers off. She runs off to go shopping with the daughter. Yeah. and And leaves him. And then Atami molests him while he's sleeping or not molests like this is strokes like rub, her strokes his, his face. face he wakes up and actually sees her and this yep. is where this is where he sees her and he, just do this stupid little cat and mouse thing where he like lunges at her and she disappears and appears on the other side of the room and you'd think that after the first time yeah like if you were <laughs> you'd think that the first time he'd learn his lesson he he lunges at her three or four different times yeah and Instead of just saying, hey, who are you? What are you? What do you want? It's so boring. There are so many times when he could actually do something important. Yeah. He could actually confront this ghost and be like, hey, so kind of, are you trying to get me killed? What's yep. happening? And he doesn't do that. He just lunges at her like a fucking chimpanzee. So, um, and then she just disappears. And then we cut to Ooh. Laura doing the dishes. <gasps> oh. Oh, she, she also... Uh... Oh, is that that part yeah, there? This is, is that before she goes mask shopping yeah, for no fucking true. reason? Yeah. yeah. And, and she just has the most overdramatic, like, the sink. And she turns the water on, and it doesn't work. And then it does work. And then she turns it off. But then the water comes back on again. And it splashes her mildly. And then she goes running into the room in hysterics. Yeah. This. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, this is backwards. She does that before the, the ghost the, chase. The ghost. Yep. Uh, yeah, so she does that, and she is just flipped out. Because the water Look turns on. Look at my shirt! On. I got water on my shirt! There's <laughs> like an eighth of a cup of water on yeah. her on her ridiculous robe. And she's like... That she's, makes her fit right in. She is... Fl- <laughs> Everybody else is like t-shirt and jeans. And yeah. she's like, look, I'm Japanese. <laughs> like, oh, God. Uh, we're all so embarrassed for you. I got water you. all over my shirt. I, I, I mean, my kimono. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Because I'm a local. Because uh, I'm local. <laughs> Nobody can tell me apart from the locals. I'm dressed like it's 1840. Uh, so, <laughs> this is, yeah. Um, so, either way, she she goes out yeah, she mask goes, shopping. <laughs> well, they go normal shopping, and then they see some, some no masks. And they come so close to doing the Mystery Science Theater who's on first with the no masks. Like, no masks? No, masks. Masks? No. No? What is it? Uh, oh, uh, you almost got me. She gets, like, confused about the word no. 
It's like, God damn it. This guy is like an, like her husband is like an expert in Asian culture Doesn't for some she fucking is. reason. She, they have nothing in common. Yeah. Listen, the amount that I know about Bigfoot <laughs> just because of my wife, I didn't ever research Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. I would have picked things up because I listen. Unlike some people, <laughs> I'm saying their relationship is flawed. Um, okay. <laughs> Which may play out later. <laughs> so, uh, oh, this was, this is so weird. So in the middle of this time, so we, she, this is the, uh, are you talking about the ghost fucking with the writer? What the fuck? <laughs> so, okay. Wh- what I love about this scene is that you have your ghost. There's like the, there's the two samurai swords on the mantle. Yep. Uh, and ghost goes over and takes the ghost of a sword. He's got a blue sword. (laughs) He reaches into the real sword and pulls its ghost out. Okay. All right. I'm I'm following you so far with your logic. You have a ghost sword. He takes the ghost sword and he slams it into the table. And when it comes in real sword, but the old sword is still over there. Can he just keep making swords forever? Is this like a business plan? Oh, it's like a Could video they game. make millions? Oh, it's like a or video it's like game. Castlevania <laughs> where you just keep chucking knives. <laughs> it's like that part in Mario where you just jump on the turtle shell over and over again and you get the Yep. You can get infinite lives. <laughs> He's got 99 up swords. <laughs> oh man. I yeah. didn't even think of that. It's so weird. <laughs> so he does that, and now there's a big sword sticking out of it. The, now they have five swords instead of four. Yeah. Uh, and Ted walks it off. You know, he's just like, uh, like ah, uh, he's scared. But then he's like, I got to get this story done. <laughs> this guy and his story, whatever it is. So Ted walks it off and goes to the temple, and uh, the monk talks to him and gives him the lowdown of the whole story. And again, he confirms shit. That he he knew he knows her name, mm-hmm. so this yep. he has heard her name from her, and then this monk says, "Oh, by the way, that's her name," and he's like, "Hmm, yeah, yeah, I'm not really convinced." Heard that he's still not convinced, even though the ghost told him her name. The monk is like, "That's the name of the ghost." Now, what did I miss a line, or what is the scene? Why is Otami going to the switch in this flashback? <laughs> And that's where she gets uh, Netsky, right? Yeah. I okay. But what so, is she going there for? This is batshit. There's no dubbing. Like they don't dub it. They yeah, don't. Yeah, it's an origin no, story, but there's no subtitles, and no, it's all in Japanese. So I didn't know if you can pick up what they. I were. mean, my, okay. What I guessed, I, I, I'm not going to say that I know what yeah. it was. I'm going to say this was my shot at it. Uh, my shot was she was in love with this guy, like. She's married to this person, but she's in love with this other man. And so she wants to convince him to come over and be in love with her. And so he she brings him over to the house and it's like, oh, everything's normal. But I have this love spell in the in the form of this Netsuke that's going to capture him and it's going to be like a love potion. So she needed to go get this love potion from this witch. How was she planning to do about her husband, though? She didn't care, apparently. Uh, he must have come home early or something. <laughs> so she she gets this love potion knickknack from the witch, but then doesn't want to pay her, so just stabs her in the eye, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I wonder know. what her husband was doing in the beginning when he wasn't home. Because he came home in full samurai with swords. Yeah, samurai like, no, stuff. No blood. <laughs> <laughs> just... 
<laughs> uh, busy day at the Samurai Factory. <laughs> Time to kick back. A- <laughs> Whose sandals are these? <laughs> just out doing samurai <laughs> stuff. <laughs> doing my samurai errands. Well, if Samurai Showdown has taught me anything, he's standing in front of a crowd and just kind of punching. Yep. And, and making white flashies. Making, making little flashes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, so I didn't understand it, but yeah, it's funny that you mentioned it, because I noticed that too, the, the origin story. They have full dialogue, all in Jap- Japanese, with no subtitles. No fucking subtitles. And so so then uh, their daughter finds this book that starts explaining everything, and uh, I'm just fucking kidding me. The daughter doesn't <laughs> do anything in this movie. <laughs> yep, daughter is pointless. Literally, the her only her only usefulness is to be attacked by crabs. Yeah. Uh, and soup. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be attacked by soup and crabs, she's like food is her is her kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, uh, it's almost time for soup. The, um, yeah. So the wife yeah. and the kid are back from shopping, and they show up, and Ted already looks like a fucking serial killer. Oh yeah. Like when they get back, he is angry before anything happens, and he's dressed even more insane than usual. <laughs> he's got a blue polo shirt, khaki pants. The shirt is tucked into the khaki pants, and then a big fucking headband. Samurai headband on. Big silk samurai headband with his fucking sports shirt. And then she's like, do you want a drink? And he's like, yes, Tennessee whiskey, no water, no ice. Yeah. He's being a real dick already. Uh, and and then, then she springs a fact that she just spent 50,000 yen yeah. on no masks. Yes. Not no mask, but four masks. God damn it! <laughs> uh, yeah, so she spent she spent what is the equivalent of what they pay in rent in a month on masks. Yep. But I mean, their rent is super cheap. So I don't know. I but mean, then it's like she yelled it's about two hundred. So he bucks. yelled at her for spending that money, and then she's like, "But you can go take people out on business trips and pay for all of their shit." But it's like, girl, he did that once and how do you even know he paid for their stuff you never had this dialogue or this conversation in this movie yeah i she says it like it's happened a bunch of times yes it feels exactly like, it feels like they're implying a lot of stuff in this like that a lot of time keeps passing between scenes yep and a bunch of shit has again happened i think it's one missing. of those based on book things where it probably does happen a bunch in the book um, could be if this book actually exists yeah but again laura's totally like right on the verge of a nervous breakdown like they shout and scream and then she just like breaks down and uh and then we go to dinner she's like we all we do is yell at each other let's, yeah let's not all, yell at each other anymore let's stop that okay honey and that's like the end of the fight like everything's fine like literally Can you imagine solving all your relationship problems like that like honey all we do is argue and fight let's stop Okay, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. What a great plan. I'll go make my beef and vegetable screamy face soup. <laughs> yes. So they, they go to dinner. Soup time! Yeah. Uh, kid, I love this soup. Kid does not want to eat this soup because it's got a scary it's face in it. It's got a screamy it. face in it. Nobody wants Every a Every time she looks soup. in her soup bowl, it's just his face going, Aah! And she's, she prunes up her whole face and does my favorite line in the movie. There's an awful face in my soup! <laughs> And then so one of the samurai ghosts walks over and possesses the dad, just sits down in his... Uh, this is how the ghost... Uh, it, it's a cool mechanic in this movie, yeah. I think. The ghost, just like the blue ghost person, just walks walks into somebody, dissolves into them. That person does a baddie thing, and then the ghost just walks out of their body yep. again. So this ghost just comes in, sits on into the dad, and the dad's just like, Yo, eat your soup! And it's just pouring soup down the girl's <laughs> yeah. mouth. And then sits back down, and the ghost just like leaves like... Oh. 
my job's done here. Pour a bunch of soup into a 12-year-old's mouth. Bye. Yep. And then and then dad's like, oh my God, what have I done? And then the mom is freaking out and drags her out of the house. Yep. And the kid goes outside and throws up soup. Yep. And so, yeah. God, this movie's weird. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. So she calls somebody, like a babysitter or something. Yeah. At, we, we, I don't know who this woman is. And now, okay, so I gotta, I gotta always call out his fucking wardrobe changes each mm-hmm. time because you know. Is this a brown monk? No, no, that was <laughs> fucking weird. This is when he goes into the actual karate gi. Okay. Like yep. where it's not even. He's not in some traditional dress. He's legitimately white karate gi, white belt cinched at the waist, karate gi. Yes. Also, what he was wearing at the end too. Yes. Yep. <laughs> But he was not doing any karate. No, he was not. Uh, so uh, mom sends the daughter away and the de- and Ted's going to, to Pearl Island to watch the Pearl Divers. E- sure. Yeah. And so... Is that what they were doing? Th- they were diving for pearls. I okay. Think. Yeah. I didn't know what they were diving for. Uh, I think she said Pearl Island, so I was assuming they were diving for pearls. Uh, I and- believe they were diving for starfish. Could be. Yep, that's what I'm going with. All right, perfect. Uh, she bones Doug McClure. Yep, goes back and <laughs> and we get another sex scene in the middle of all of this. Doug McClure. Jesus, that guy's head, man. It looks like a carpet. <laughs> His head looks like a beef wellington. Like, he has a fucking ham hock for a head. Yeah, I don't know who this cat is. I know he's been in a ton of movies, but for me... He's he... been in such films as Christmas Ape and Christmas <laughs> Ape Goes <laughs> Hawaiian. <laughs> um, but yeah, for, for me, he always seems like an extra that would be like like a used car dealer in a Married with Children episode. He does. That's what I feel he looks like. like... Well, again, when I say that I thought this was a made-for-TV movie, yep. Doug McClure is a... If you have Doug McClure... You have a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> that guy was in more made-for-TV crap than any other person on is, Earth. Is that what Troy McClure is based yes. on? On Simpsons? Yes. Yeah, okay. He is Doug McClure. Gotcha. Absolutely. Um, and so, <laughs> so Ted's out on this boat trip watching ladies dive for pearls, and he sees the ghost underwater. He sees Otami pop up, topless for some ass reason. Because they needed more top, but more boobs, and, and this one, this part cracks me up. Otami's wearing goggles. Okay, so she's wearing the scuba gear. The ghost is all right. So <laughs> this, uh, there's no way that this is what they actually meant because this is too too much for me to believe. Uh-huh. But if you want, she could be an echo of the past and not actually there. He could be seeing not her actual spirit, but an echo of what happened there, because he says. They used to dive topless. She shows up in the goggles topless. She could have originally been a diver there Uh, in that same place in the 1800s. And he's seeing what she did. I don't know why that makes any sense. That's not again. I'm not saying that's what it is because boobs. But it does. (laughs) It does kind of tie it into the idea that it's an echo of her in, in a location. Okay, so. I just thought I just thought it funny a, a topless ghost wearing of course. scuba goggles. Why, why not? <laughs> it's funny. It's just it's funny so, to me. It's somebody's fetish. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he sees the ghost lady and he falls in the water and sinks like a fucking stone. Oh, oh Tommy pulls her, pulls him down. Yeah. So and then he gets saved by all the other starfish divers, and uh, so we go to Susan uh, or Laura. She gets a phone call that her husband's in the hospital. She's had an accident, so she leaves the daughter. Uh, useless with 
the other <laughs> yes. babysitter character who we don't even get a yeah. name of uh, and zips off to the hospital. And, uh, and so, what I love is the idea that it's like <laughs> they have this like comedy of errors here where it's like, oh, no, dad's in the hospital. We got to go visit dad. OK, I was I was uh, visiting dad in the hospital. I come home. Oh, no, the girl's in the hospital. Got to go to the hospital. <laughs> oh, no, the cat's in the hospital. Got to go. Everybody's fine. It's just a rotating circle of people going to the hospital yeah. and going to visit them. Because once uh, Laura goes to the hospital. Um, it's crab time. It's fucking crab time. Soup time and crab time. Yeah, this, make this movie. Yeah, this crab attack is amazing. Amazing. We so get, they're asleep. You know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we have the two people sleeping. We have the the babysitter and the Useless. daughter, <laughs> and an army of actual like uh, red crabs. Red crabs. They're red sure. crabs. Uh, they're about the size of a golf ball. They're not the crabs they're, you and I are used to on the beach. Here. No, they're, they're like very, weird kind of. Yeah. They're small. Yeah. They're, they're incredibly small. So and an, bulbous. An army, like hundreds of these things. And then these big paper mache effects crabs. That talk. That talk. <laughs> <laughs> that have the ghosts of Japanese people in them. Yeah. And it's <laughs> and they act like uh, like Halloween ghosts where they literally like they'll take a moment and then they'll surprise somebody. And the whole time they're walking, they're like, oh, there's some, there's some, oh, noise going on. Yeah, so, so they pop out. So all of a sudden they run, she looks and there's not a crab there. She's like, okay. Then all of a sudden it comes from behind the rock. Yeah. So good. And it sounds like it has that like Thuvan throat singing kind of feel to it where it's just like a very throaty, creepy, chanty voice. It's it's effectively creepy. Like it really does kind of creep me out. Yeah. Like it, it's it's a weird idea. The crabs are silly looking. Yep. Enough that it's not actually scary, but it is it's a really good attempt at something crazy and this is another another no prize that I got from Brandon, yep. which is uh, apparently there's a, there's a very famous painting that he sent me a link to mm-hmm. that is a woman being attacked by crabs. And it's essentially like, demon, I saw that tonight cause crabs. I was looking up the Heineke crabs. Are they called? Yeah. The, 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 the ones with the faces. Yeah. So they, there are these really fucking terrifying yeah, crabs in Japan that look like they have human faces on them. And well, the faces look like samurai masks. Yes. Like the evil yeah, samurai exactly. masks, not like a human. Thing. Right. Yeah. And so the idea is that uh, that the folklore falls into like uh, that there were a bunch of drowned sailors and that their souls are entrapped in these in these crabs. <laughs> yeah. Which is gross and upsetting. So I can see why there is a Japanese creepy crab thing. Yep. So uh, kudos to them for picking up on creepy crab story. And so the babysitter, I think, just disappears. She's like, fuck this. They're gone. And Useless runs outside and climbs a tree. <laughs> and the fucking crab starts climbing the tree after her. Okay. And, and again, I'm going to get back to Dolly Dearest, Chucky, uh, anything with a severed hand thing. Guys, kick it. It's a fucking crab. It's, yeah. it, it's, not, a, it's not a bazooka. She is a It's kid. not a tank. That's, she is a kid. She is a twelve-year-old being an eight-year-old. So that, yeah, exactly. Maybe so, she's special needs. Oh, that is also possible. Um, and so the idea, like, if that was an adult, they could have just stepped on them, like, legitimately just crushed those things so underfoot. She, so she ends up. Uh, she climbs a tree. She's on the limb, and she falls for no reason. She like drops her stuffed animal, and the next thing you know, she's just like, ah! yep, <laughs> and in, flies forward. <laughs> 
and then we then we have to we cut to the police showing up and everything yep. and apparently she's in the hospital so yet another person Back in the, hosp- the hospital dad's better kids going like yep. this is our revolving, revolving door, door. <laughs> hospital they met their uh deduction deductible yeah they sure did <laughs> yeah um so, <laughs> so uh da, 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 da. doug is real bold here Holy fuck, Uncle Alex is a bold motherfucker. So they show up at the hospital to visit the daughter. Mm-hmm. And Doug, having had sex with the the wife a few times now, comes up and kisses her on the back of the head in front of the husband. Yeah. Like, hmm, that's, uh, that's bold. It was an uncle kiss. It was, <laughs> was an uncle kiss. Uh, and so now this is when Ted is dressed as a fucking monk. Yes. He's, so Ted's back at home writing again. He's in a friar's. He's in a hoodie that he looks, looks like, like a He looks like he's about to make th- some monk beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like, I'm just making some Trappist Tales and working on my so, story article picture book thing. Oh, my God. This guy <laughs> loves to cosplay different cultural things. Yes. He's a weirdo. Um, and so this is when the mask falls on the table and... Causes her to have yet a, another breakdown. But this one's kind of understandable. It, the mask doesn't even fall, though. It flies. Like, she's sitting I there. The, ma- the mask is, like, ten feet behind her. And it just goes down on a diagonal line and lands. She goes into the room and has a conniption fit. Like, yeah, she sits in the corner and she just talks to him. Basically, he's said, you need to leave. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm going to stay. And then she comes in and she's like, why haven't I left yet? I'm so mad at you. You know, like I'm cosplaying Jack Torrance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie legitimately thinks that it's as good as The Shining. Yes. It really, it has moments where it's like. And it is. We're The Shining. <laughs> and it's not The Shining. <laughs> um, yeah. So they talk about this thing and she's like, this mask, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you see, you know what I think of the mask? I hate it. I hate this house. I hate everything here too. And so he grabs a samurai sword. What was up with this scene? He smashes a mask and uh, Laura gets hurt. She feels, like, she feels the pain. What the fuck did that have? Do not know. The masks aren't possessed. Those are brand new items. Yeah. Don't, I, I got no idea. Okay. I didn't know if you knew that, what the scene meant. Yeah, I was it, just it like, doesn't. I was befuddled. No. The, Again, I think this is one of those things where it explains in the book. And this one maybe. is just like, fuck you. Read the yeah, book. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We know you don't care, movie. Oh boy, that is true. Uh, and so they were both gonna go see the monk, but because he because he smashed the mask, and now she has to lay down on like six wicker chairs, uh, <laughs> comfortably. Uh, he's gonna go by himself. So he goes to see the monk, and uh, and Laura calls while he's gone. Alex. Laura calls Alex and breaks it off with yep. him. And uh, yeah, that's so weird. I don't understand that either because she's she should have known as soon as she was unpossessed. Yeah. Like each time she should have been like, I'm done. Unless she kind of just got swept up in the moment. Either way. Her husband wasn't paying a lick of attention to her. That is fair. So uh, the ghost. So after after she calls Alex and breaks it off, the ghosts come and scream at her. Yeah. I love this scene. The ghosts are just like berating her. Yeah. They're like, no, I mean, I think because she went off script. Because she's supposed to continue this relationship so that they oh, can have the three-way murder. Yes, 
And so as soon as she breaks it off, it's like, no, 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 no. They all just kind of point and go like, no, 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 no. And she's like, I don't speak Japanese. And they're just like speaking Japanese at her. Like they're doing that American thing where they're like, if I yell louder, maybe you'll speak my language. And so it's just three ghosts doing that at her. Yeah. And, uh, and, and she's just like, like waving their fingers scoldingly. Like, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm freaked out because you're ghosts, but yeah. I have no fucking idea what this means. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, I love it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand why they were so pissed. It totally makes sense now. So. Oh, so deep. So the he's visiting the monk and he's like, uh, and this is another, another part that literally doesn't make sense from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he talks to this monk and basically the monk says, uh, they're going to know that you talk to me and they're going to be freaking out and they're going to take revenge. And, and so he comes home and he goes, Hey, Laura, it turns out everything's going to be okay. The monk's going to protect us. I was like, that's not what he said. He said that they were going to take horrible fucking revenge. I just love how he takes it for granted too. So guys, everything's fine. I got, I got monk power. Yeah. It's the monk. The monk absolutely did not say that. I don't even know dude's name, but monk's got my back. Unequivocally did not say he was going to protect them. No. Uh, And so. We get the, I love this scene too. Uh, This is the best. This is the best. The monk does an exorcism to the house. And by exorcism, I mean he just starts walking around the house, uh, waving his hand and chanting a lot. But we see the ghosts here. They hate it. And they're just like so comically. This is why you should never show the ghosts in an exorcism. (laughs) They just start flailing their arms like idiots. They're like, oh. oh, It's like a Keystone Cops thing with an exorcism. They're just like, oh, oh, no. Oh, my God. He just like, he like fans them. He's got like all these talismans that he's he's got in his hands. (laughs) And he's waving them. And it's literally, they're just like, I can't be in this room. Oh, no, I can't be in this room. I can't be in this room. Stop waving your hands. Yeah. So, so, but he, uh, when he first gets there, he instructs him to leave the door open. So he, he basically just shoes the ghosts out the door and shuts the door. <laughs> and that's a wrap. He's just like, don't let anybody else in this house because they're outside that door. Yeah. And he leaves. Literally just locks the ghosts outside with the door. And they try to open the door and they can't for some reason. I don't, I don't understand, but yeah. But so. that's it. So he leaves. Uh, I guess he left out the window or something. Uh, so, so, but this is the best part. So now Alex shows up. Yep. To confront, or I don't know what his fucking goal was, but he comes in. He opens the door, and the ghosts are just like sick, and the ghosts just shuffle back in so comically. They are so excited. They're that so they excited get to get back in. They're bouncing like bunnies, and they and sneak back. <laughs> <laughs> they're all so cute. Yes. Like everything they do, nothing like when they're being shooed out. And then when they sneak back in, it's they just like, look mischievous and like they're and, having and whimsical. Fun. Yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. It's, it's so great. As far as like three way sex murders, you don't expect you don't expect <laughs> this much levity in that type of situation. Uh, so. So. Uh, so oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So Susan, right after the exorcism, she she tells dude that she's banging Uncle Alex. Yes. And then Alex shows then up. Then Alex shows up instantly. So, so Ted's just like, the fuck? Punches him. And then they have a straight up, like, Wild West, like, one of those Wild West recreation <laughs> fight scenes. Just everybody's getting a haymaker in the face. Oh, yeah. It's just haymaker and after haymaker. Fucking hey, Ted can take a punch. Sure can. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. 
Doug, I mean, you would think that Doug could take a punch too because of the size of his head. Yeah. Um, but punching Doug's head is like punching an <laughs> anvil. <laughs> so, uh, so she lets the ghost possess her while this is going on, and she just kind of sits down. Lets like, her just gets taken over, and this part was awesome because I, she does it on purpose. That's what's so fucked up. What's that? She gets possessed on purpose. You think so? She sees the ghost. She can see its body, yep. and it's holding its hands out, and she's like, "Yeah." And she puts her hands in the ghost's hands and gets possessed. And it was like, she was like, you know what? This situation is fucked. This I would sucks. Like, I gonna, would like to go away right I'm now. I'm just going to possess ghost clock out. Yeah, I think I think that's literally... <laughs> but this was, was such like, a cool scene. So, so they're all fighting, and one of the dudes grabs a sword. Yep. Uh, and she's sitting on the ground, and then it pans up. Then the camera goes back, and she's handing Ted <laughs> yeah. a sword. And she looks so badass when she's doing it. Like, yeah. Susan George nailed that yeah, scene. Those are Her good. face looked like so mischievous and just full of malice. Like, yeah, those that the was kid's good. A sword. Fuck him up. Yeah, boss. fuck him up. <laughs> and then and then they fuck each other, each other up pretty badly until Ted finally chops his head off. With a double sword. Oh head yeah, he, chop. That's right. He steals the sword from him. Yep. And then does the puts yeah. him on the ground on his knees. Puts two swords like an X and just yeah lops it. Yep. And it flies very much like the other one in a direction that makes no sense. But and after nice he does thing. it, he's wearing that white gi again. He does the X chop the heads, and he's and after he does it, he's in this cool position with his two swords in the air. Like it's it's a great scene. It is. It looks great. He's all bloody, and then uh, then he goes and Stabby hugs, hugs stab hugs. Yeah, and then stabs her obviously, and then commits seppuku just like just like the original. And once that happens, uh, the three ghosts were inside of them all. Well, we, we, we skipped over the karate right. scene. How no. do we skip over the fucking karate? <laughs> During the fight and before the beheading, the two samurai ghosts possessed Ted and Alex. And all of a sudden, they know, they know black karate. belt karate moves. <laughs> so they're doing all sorts of... Before, especially considering he's wearing a gi at the yeah, time. Before you... So, uh, oh yeah, that was great. So It was like Western punch fighting. And then as soon as then they're it turned possessed, into a karate it turns fight. into karate. Yeah. It was like a spaghetti kung fu movie. Yeah. Uh, so great. after their that fact, everybody dies. I mean, it's a fucking dismal, dismal <laughs> ending. Yeah. Um, and then we see all the ghosts. Uh, useless is gone. She's still in the hospital. She's gonna go She's, cope with the fact that she got chased out of her house by giant crabs and her parents all killed themselves. I like, think that she. I think there was a there was a little dialogue drop that said she's been gone to uh, my parents for a week now. She's like in America, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that she. She was flown off to live with her parents. She's so gonna have she's gonna have issues. Um, so then, definitely I'll, never going to eat seafood again. One hundred percent or face soup. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so she then, may have an adversity to soup as well. <laughs> adversity. Um, so yeah, so they're all dead on the floor, and all the ghosts pop out of their bodies, mm-hmm. and then they 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 prance off merrily out the side door. They're just like doo, 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 wee, wee, <laughs> and leave the house. Credit troll. That's it. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. And they, they're they cutie prancy, too. Uh, so this is where I was wondering earlier. Like, I didn't know if they were trapped. I felt like they were trapped in the house. Maybe. And they had to get replay that scene. So they gave the house three right. bodies in exchange for their freedom. And like, now those, got, now now those guys are going to get stuck in the house until they love triangle ghost their way out of it can you imagine how fucking confusing that would be for the next family that comes in there they're like oh it's possessed by these ghosts and they're all americans 
And they're like, what the fuck is Doug McClure's in my house? What is this shit? <laughs> Why does this ghost have a mustache? <laughs> okay, he's got a mustache and a gi? Yeah. Is that is this something that I don't remember? Like... I don't know. This but must that, be a part of Japanese history that I didn't pay yeah, attention but that's, to. That's kind of what I got the gist of. But at the same time, because because once they do that at the end, yeah. they all run out. And uh, but when the exorcism did it, they he exorcised them outside the house, or maybe they weren't allowed to leave the property, or they had to finish it. Or but it's like you you guys are out. Go. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't I don't know the answers. I mean, again, I'm positive that they were attached to that Netsuke in some way. Yep. Because that, but that then that doesn't even play a factor in the end of it, it at doesn't. all. It just, that well, Netsuke I mean, disappears like an hour into the movie. Well, I mean, it, it shows up in the the end credits. It's literally like it's just sitting there in like in a bush or something. I mean, oh, it does okay. you just like look at it as like as the credits roll? So it, it's clearly the central focus of the mm-hmm. whole thing. But fucked if I know why. the movie's a mess. The movie is a mess. Uh, the movie has some great parts. Yep. Uh, Soup but, face is amazing. Crab time. Yeah. Uh, those those moments are great, but overall, <laughs> I mean... I remember this movie being like a blast. And yeah, I was like, why does nobody yeah. ever talk about this movie? It's a fucking I know good. why. <laughs> so I picked it for this week, and then I was like watching it, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, oh, shit. You've been scrolling through Instagram and just like... Start rewinding because yeah. <laughs> I just flaked out for 10 minutes. Yeah, eh, it can be a hard watch. Definitely a movie to flake out through. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was not totally into it. I was really glad that I rented it mm-hmm. instead of purchasing it. Um, I just had it on my shelf, so I didn't need to drop a dime at all. Fair enough. But man, yeah, weird, weird, weird thing. I'm trying to think, was there anything else that was really important? Oh, I actually had one question. Mm-hmm. Why do the ghosts get along? Yes, that's what I meant to tell. We were talking about the, the shop the other day, Why? too. Why? So these ghosts live in this house because they're <laughs> ghosts because... Dude killed a guy and killed his wife and killed like, himself. Was having sex with his wife. Now they're all buddies. All of a sudden, they're like, you know what? That's all water under the bridge. Now yep. that we're ghosts, now let's just get on with the the process of fucking up other people's lives. But I wonder if that is what happened. Like, are you seriously going to stay mad at somebody for two hundred years? Like, you're ghosts and you're stuck in a house together. <laughs> we might as well get along. I this, think that might be what. Happened. I mean, that's that's the plot of the real it world. It took seventy three years for them to get to that point, but like <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It could be okay. Maybe that's it. Maybe they. Just I mean, got- this is in nineteen eighty two, and they've been ghosts in this house since eighteen forty, eighteen forty, nineteen forty. That's one hundred and forty years of I mean, of living in one house. It is a long time to stay mad. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck do they do with their off time? Ghost bone. Oh, oh no! So they're they're all into like really weird shit at this point. Ghost They've gone. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, now it all makes sense. Um. Yep. That's it. That that's, is the that's... house that evil dwells. Uh, yeah. I'm going to recommend it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see why you would. Um. I can understand somebody wanting to watch this. It seems like the kind of thing that like I'm glad that I saw it. Yeah. Like, I'd never seen it before. The, this was the first time I'd seen it was when you recommended it. If there's and, clips on YouTube, it might be worth your while just to watch. Yeah, it's a little bit more of a scan movie, but I think that you'd miss a lot if you scanned through it, too. Yeah. Because even though there's a bunch of really, really boring shit, a lot of there's it is kind of There's also some funny shit and kind of yeah. fun stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's worth a watch. Um, 
but yeah, definitely a two out of five probably for me on this one. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna give it a four because I I love me some Susan George. Okay, that's and I love <laughs> crappy movies. I love the fact that Doug McClure was in it. I thought that was interesting. Uh, other than that, uh, Crabs, Doug McClure. <laughs> You know, nothing says the 70s like crabs and Doug McClure to me, really. Uh, oh, hey, does you have a stretch goal you're trying to reach? Oh, my goodness. You know, Rad Wraith is still... We still have one week left on Rad Wraith, and uh, Titty Bats did a pin for us, and if we get up to six grand, then we'll give it to everybody who's who has pledged so far. Yes. So that would be awesome. So be like me. Be on the winning team. Be on the winning team. Give this guy some monies. Yeah, get... get in on Rad Wraith before it's the next and Walking you, Dead. And, and you get a comic book. <laughs> it is a great comic book. And we've yes. got a bunch of really cool people doing pinups, and we've got some really, holy crap, that Scarecrow oven variant oh, is so insane. Yes. Oh my god, if you get a chance, if nothing else just than to see an amazing piece of art, at least check out the Instagram or the Kickstarter page. Check out holy Scarecrow oven. Crap. Holy shit. Scarecrow is so stupidly good. Like it, it's stupidly just moved to New York. Yeah, what a dick. <laughs> Why would he leave us? Oh, I'm going to go be successful. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. I'm way too talented to hang out in Maine. <laughs> Ugh, that again. Fuck Dave. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we still love you, man. He was very cool to do that for us. Yep. But yeah, uh, check it out. Uh, the project has so many amazing people doing cool things for us. So... So check it out, and the rewards are awesome, and the book is going to be great. Yeah, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys, uh, at Coast City Comics and uh, at Funbox Monster Podcast. I am at Matt Awkward VHS Fiend. You, and also if you're at, listening to this, y'all know that probably. And at Rad Wraith. At Rad Wraith. At the Rad Wraith. I'm sorry. Radmobile. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Peace.